Hello, everybody, and welcome back to another episode of Watching the Boxes Fantasy Basketball Podcast, hosted by HashtagBasketball.com and Draft.com, where if you use the promo code BOXES, you'll get a free entry into your first draft, even if you are betting on fantasy football. That's totally fine with us here at Watching the Boxes, so use that promo code BOXES when you sign up for Draft.com. I am your host, Mike Catron, and join me as always is my co-host, Tyler Watts. What's up, Tyler? I thought you were going to say Mike Thibodeau. Mike Thibodeau? Yeah. Wait, Mike, I heard your st- are coming I heard, your, I heard your strategy for my Dynasty League is to select all Bulls and former Bulls like Coach Thibodeau, so I figured it was Mike Thibodeau now. Listen, my dreams are coming true. The only years that I wanted uh, to relive in the Bulls dynasty was that that split few seconds where they they were the best team in the entire league for two years, uh, record wise, and probably in reality too. Uh, and th- there seemed to be a decade of uh, of dominance ahead of those young uh, MVP Rose Bulls and. Now I get to by watching the Timberwolves play. Uh, Luel Deng, whose um, knees are going to finally escape to uh, a better reality after Thibodeau is done with him, uh, is now on the Minnesota Timberwolves. I'm going to go up to Minnesota and go to a game. All they need is Joakim Noah, man. They're one, they're one timber bull away. They are. I, uh, I encourage everybody, I encourage our listeners to start – a free Joakim Noah hashtag out there. I've already done it. Um, it's it's already out there. It's already started. Did they have to start it if you already started it. Well, I, I encourage you to uh, to jump on the free Joakim Noah hashtag. It is absolute trash that the Knicks won't just figure out a way to get Joakim Noah on the Timberwolves. Um, it is completely inappropriate, and it's really one of the worst things that's ever happened in basketball. I don't know about any of that stuff, but okay. All right. Well, speaking of one of the worst things that's ever happened in basketball, the, tonight's team is the Sacramento Kings. Ooh, that's a professional segue right there. A very mean one, but a professional segue. Damn right. We are uh, we are nothing but professionals here watching the boxes, and we've been doing our 30 teams in over 30 days series, and we are, we are almost at the tail end of this. So thank, thank God, because I, I'm excited to start talking about uh, just drafting – uh, who do we draft? Mock drafts, sleepers. Uh, I got some tiered rankings coming up, so we got a lot of good content coming up. And if you want some exclusive content, um, or if you want entry into Tyler's Dynasty League, go to Patreon.com/slash/WatchingTheBoxes and uh, subscribe to our Patreon. Uh, we really appreciate it. it; helps the podcast keep running. But on top of that, you're going to get exclusive content as the season approaches that's patreon.com slash watching the boxes tyler yeah do you have anything to plug out there tyler other than the patreon no man wow tyler you're so you're not a corporate guy you're i'm a man about, about the stats i'm a man about town but i i don't i don't have anything to plug at the current moment i am and and by the time you're listening to this, there may be the first one out. I am beginning a prediction series for the Dallas Mavericks. And I wouldn't call them bold predictions, but I would call them surprising predictions that are I, I actually believe are going to happen. So I'm not saying Dennis Smith Jr. is going to shoot 
but I am going to tell you and give you a lot of numbers why I think a lot of strange things are going to happen with the Dallas Mavericks this year. I think you might have uh, said he's going to shoot 42% in our preview for the Dallas Mavericks. Go re-listen to that one or listen to it for the first time because uh, that's a pretty good one because Tyler is on in the know when it comes to the Dallas Mavericks. And Tyler used to be in the know. That's two professional segues. With the Sacramento Kings, because he used to write for them. And let's talk about those Sacramento Kings. Tyler, uh, we always ask the same question. But, um, man, is there anything interesting? I'm going to rephrase it. Is there anything interesting going into this season with the Sacramento Kings? So the Sacramento Kings could be the team that – propels you to a fantasy championship in this sense, right? Nobody costs any money, save for maybe Buddy Heald in the Yahoo League. Yeah, there's there's no respect being paid to anyone on this team, but that is is well due since for some reason Zach Randolph and, and Vince Carter and whoever else was on the team last year were getting minutes over their young guys, even though they're, they're one of the worst teams in the league. Uh, are we are we just in for another season of so veterans playing over rookies? In my two years covering this team, you'll find that Dave Yeager says all the right stuff. He keeps telling you he's going to play the rookies, and he's excited about Buddy Heald and Willie Cauley-Stein and Harry Giles and De'Aaron Fox. But then opening night comes around, and... Coach Yeager loses his stuff. Here comes Zach Randolph. Right? For 25 minutes. And here comes Costa Kufis for 25 minutes. And thank God they traded away Garrett Temple because he'd be getting 25 minutes. And you, at the end of the night, go, dude, Buddy Heald played 25 minutes tonight. You know, De'Aaron Fox played 27 minutes tonight. And we played this old veteran who's 32 years old, 30. They're they're going to lose anyway. What is the point of not playing these guys? And like, if that's the case, if that's what we're going into, man, this this team it's it's hard it's hard to own anyone in a in in a um that anyone that's going to play less than twenty eight minutes a game. It's it's really hard. You got to be kind of a special player. Uh, you got to be you know your Enos Cantors or your Jonas Valanciunas's like your 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 per minute. Here's really, the, really good guys, and none of the guys on this team are anywhere close to being there. Here's the more frustrating thing, too. Uh, Jaeger's the Tinker Man, and by that I mean... That's the worst nickname I've ever heard. Okay, well, the, you, you'll find out why. He's always messing with that rotation, and it dri- it drives me up the wall and down one, you know, down up one side and down the other, because it'll be like, okay, Buddy Heald finally got 30 minutes for like two games in a row. Sweet. I'm excited for Buddy. And then the next night he's back to 25 and then he's down to 20 and then he's up to 30. It's, it's like, he can't decide. It's the worst nickname for pretty much the worst reason in fantasy, I guess, because that's exactly what you cannot have when you are, um, I guess, putting stock into someone you're drafting. And in, I'm looking at this team. I'm, I'm looking at some names that we've seen many times before. Uh, some names that uh, some guys that I uh, personally have owned in in fantasy leagues, and they've all burned me in the past because of this the, the crappy rotation. And so, really, the only guy, the only player that I'm targeting 
in my standard league drafts is Buddy Heald. I think that might be a mistake, but we'll get there. Okay. Well, let's talk about Buddy Heald. Uh, Mark's got him ranked 69th, uh, playing 26 minutes a game. I feel that that feels low, but like I said, we don't know. Yahoo is being drafted around 80th, and ESPN has him for some reason ranked 152nd. Or is that a third? No, that's 152nd. Yeah, buddy's free in ESPN, man. He is. What? Uh, what's going on there? So uh, you can see it in his stats, right? He is. He's entering his third season, but he's very much ridden the roller coaster, right? I mean, he had 23 minutes a game as a rookie, and if you guys all remember, he was drafted by the Pelicans, and then he was part of that Demarcus Cousins trade that sent Demarcus to the Pelicans. So when he came to Sacramento, they were playing him 29 minutes a night in that the trade happened at the all-star break. So, I mean, it was the post all-star break period. They played him 29 minutes Then he was back down to 25 last year. I think that's part of the reason in the rankings, right? I mean, if you're only going to play 25.3 minutes, it's hard to be valuable. Um, I'll say this buddy is one of the best three point shooters in the NBA. That is true. Other than Lowry marketing, that is hundred percent true. There's your bulls reference drink at home. If you are playing along. So, if you look at what Mark projected, I actually think it's it's not only doable, it might be a little bit low in some cases. Like he shot 44.6% and he's heading into his third year. What says that he can't shoot like 44 or 45 again? I think that's probably where he ends up. Um, the, the field goal percentage looks good. Then you get like two and a half threes, four rebounds, two assists, a steal, and 14 points. See, when I hear his stats... They sound really nice. 45%. He's a good uh, – he doesn't get to the line very often. That's an issue. He needs to get to the line more, but he's a good free throw shooter. He's getting two and a half he's, threes, which is above average. Uh, four rebounds for a guard uh, is pretty cool. Uh, two to three assists, that's not that great, but it's also not going to kill you. And over a steal a game, like if you look at his if you look at his second half last year, he was a top 65 player per game. In 26 minutes. Yeah, and the question becomes, what do they do, right? Do they start him and Bogdan Valdanich on the wings? Last year, uh, Heald mostly played as the sixth man, like the go-get-it-off-the-bench. Um, I'll say this, too. He's not much of a driver, so expecting that foul rate to go up is probably not going to happen. Like He's a real good free-throw shooter, but he's not James Harden. right? Like He's not going to try to get to the basket. He's more of a shooter. Man, mm-hmm. I, Heald is a tight guy who's definitely being undervalued, I think, in both leagues. I think he's a top 75 player. I would agree. I, th- I think he, he's underrated as well. Uh, a lot of people are overlooking at him for all the various reasons uh, that we've already mentioned. The playing time, the and the, the poor name recognition on a bad team. If, he, if Jaeger gets fired or finally – wisens up a little bit and plays these young guys if he'll gets 30 minutes i think he's a top 50 player oh wow going on a, i wouldn't actually i wouldn't even say that's going on a limb uh 30 30 some minutes he bumps you can bump those those stats up uh let's let, let me take a look at some other players okay let's just assume buddy healed is going to play 30 minutes a game 
Now, see, I don't think he's going to. That which I guess okay. maybe my point in this. Uh, so, point. like, I'm not going to say like, "Oh, I'm going to rank him over this guy," thinking he's playing 30 minutes because I don't. I, I mentioned Jaeger's craziness at the beginning, and I don't think this leopard's not going to change his spots very easily, right? Like, that's, that's what he wants to do. Super fair, but I, I'm trying to. Uh, I, I want to do a little experiment about what is Buddy Heald's actual ceiling. Okay, fair. Um. What's his probable ceiling? Pro- probably 27, 28 minutes a game and being in the top 75. That's his probable ceiling. He's a good source of threes, uh, decent at percentages, not going to kill you anywhere else. But ceiling-wise, let's just say they go, we're turning the keys over to Buddy Hill to this year. Screw it. He's playing over 30 minutes a game, just barely over 30 minutes a game, which is still like you, you could – some rookies play you – know, if he was on a Tibbs team, he'd play 37 minutes a game. But – He's played 31 minutes a game. Is this stat line out of the question? 17 points. Two and a half assists. One point, you know, one point two steals. Uh four and a half rebounds. And two point seven three pointers a game. Is that crazy? No, it's not crazy at all. Okay. I just wanted to throw that out there. Now, this player here, he finished 51st per game overall. So I'm just I'm just trying to boost your your theory here. Uh, this player had 16 points a game, only two threes, five rebounds, four assists. So those are both better. One steal, shot 54 percent. I would still say that player is just a tad bit better at fantasy, but it's it's very close. That player was Will Barton, who finished fifty first last year. Yeah, right. And we could also see Heald make some gains, and I think that's. I mean, he's he's twenty five this year, so he's an old. He was an older rookie, and he's. I mean, he's an older third year player, but yep. he's kind of entering that stage where we see some of the players' best seasons. So, I mean, I don't think it's out of the question to see him make some gains a little bit in that field goal percentage, you know, maybe shoot a few more threes. Is um, 80th, so that's where he's going in Yahoo's um, average draft position. Um, 80th, do you like him there or do you are you waiting? I'm fine with taking him there. I don't know that you're going to have to in a league – is he getting a lot of hype? Like, I don't think anyone's no. like, oh, man, I want a king. I want Buddy Heald. Like, I think that if he's – I'm not I'm not reaching for him there, I guess, is my point. Like, if I'm like, oh, Buddy, I bet you Buddy sticks around to my next pick. Now, it all depends, like, where that falls in the draft, right? Like, if you're doing a snake draft, you know you're not picking for another 20 spots. Well, someone's probably going to take him before pick 100. Yeah, that's probably true. If you're picking, you know, 88th, 89th, you're probably going to – and you need Buddy Heald, you need the threes, uh, go ahead. He's he's a player that's valuable in both head-to-head and roto leagues. He doesn't really kill you anywhere. So I think the, those late rounds before so, the bench rounds is a perfectly fine spot depending on, you know, depending on your draft situation. So this is, this, is a, this is a better question, and I think this helps a lot of people, so I'm going to ask it, right? Um, you're in an ESPN league. I told you he's free, right? He's undrafted in ESPN. Yeah. Basically. So you need Buddy Heald's skill set, right? You need the threes. You need the 14 or 15 points he might give you. 
his just really fits whatever your punt build is, whatever your strategy is in the head-to-head league, okay? Where are you going to look at take Buddy Healed, and where do you want to take Buddy Healed? Like, I'm going to start looking at him at pick this spot, and I definitely want to take him by this spot. So, so let's no one else say 12 teams, 13 rounds, very standard league. Um, I would start... I would take him in the 10th round. I would determine my where depends on where I'm drafting. Uh, and I'd determine if I thought he was going to fall to me in the 10th round and I'd take him in the 10th round. I'd take him before I get to my bench spots. All right. Fair enough. You're, you're talking about a hundred I'm talking about like 110. If I don't think he's going to fall to me and I need, I need his stats. Ninth round is fine with me. All right. So, and I, I mean, I don't think, Unless you're in a very savvy league, I don't think anyone's going to be grabbing them. Like most people aren't looking down to that 150 range for a player in the 90s and 100s. Savvy league, I'm not sure too many people are excited about Buddy Healed or or targeting Buddy Healed. I'll say this: all it takes is one, I guess. But Jaeger makes it hard to get excited about any of these players because they just don't play many minutes. Yeah, that's my problem. A lot of these teams that we've talked about in the past were like, well. You know, the Cavs, there's a whole bunch of guys. I don't know who's going to play. It's going to be kind of a crapshoot. Well, here we know who should be playing, and we still don't know if they're going to play starters minutes. Yeah, it's, it's not that we don't know who should be playing. It's just they don't play. Yeah, and so I'm, I kind of want to look at it in a scenario, like best-case scenario, probable scenario, because this is one of the few teams you could do that with. Because the next guy on the, on the list here, ESPN ranked him at 75, which is incredible, considering they ranked Buddy Heald 152nd. Mark has him ranked 113th, and Yahoo has him ranked 118th. And this is uh, Big Willie Cully Stein. Love this guy. Big fan of his fantasy game. He's kind of one of those across-the-board type players that you can get late in drafts. The problem is, um, up until, what, last year, he barely played, and he just really hasn't had the time or the ability to develop at all. So I, I'm not really sure what to do with Willie Cauley Stein going into this season. He does have an um, an interesting skill set, and you would you would assume the center position is is his. But now you got Marvin Bagley there. I here's yeah, here's Kubis what I'll say. Here here's my sum up in it one sense that it was his. I am deathly afraid to draft this man in any league, and here's yeah. why. So you got Randolph there, whose best position is center. It's been center for the last two, three, four years. Yep. Okay, you got Costa Kufis, who, despite Play, for some reason, plays despite Jaeger trying to make him a power forward. Is a, his best position is center. And here's the thing about Costa Kufis: Costa Kufis is a little bit like DeAndre Jordan in, on a much crappier level, right? Like he doesn't have the hops of DeAndre Jordan, on the crappiest level, but he does a lot of dirty work that other players don't want to do, especially young players. I think that's why Jaeger plays him, right? He bet he bangs on the boards and he tries to box you out and make you work. And he does little things. Well, he doesn't play outside of himself, right? He shoots a real high field goal percentage every single year because he's only cleaning the glass and dunking the ball home. He's not trying to shoot jump shots. And yeah, so he does a lot of good things for real basketball. They're not good in fantasy, which is why no fantasy person wants Costa Kufis. But no, he's boring and terrible. But like, if you watch the games, you're like, okay, I get why you play. Like, you're good. You're a good basketball player. You don't do a lot of statistical things, but 
you're helping the team. So you got those two. Marvin Bagley is going to play some at center, you would think, especially if they're going to play a young player who everyone's overlooking that we'll get to talk about here in a little bit. So there's three guys which should be in line for center minutes. That goes without mentioning Scalabossier, who... How dare you mention my favorite king, Scal, past the Labassier. You know what I mean? So he's there. Harry Giles could potentially play at center. Harry Giles. I'm a, I, I like Harry Giles. And I'm worried, We're going to talk a lot about yeah. Harry Giles when we get there. So how many minutes can you legitimately expect for Willie Collins? So he, I'm just going to throw it out here. He played 28 minutes per game last season. And if you are in – so in Roto Leagues, um, it, it's to me it's he's a, pretty much a stay away. Uh, but – because of the field for a free throw percentage, but um, if you punt free throw percentage, I'm just going to throw this out there. If you're punting free throws, he was the 69th ranked player per game. And if you don't care about three pointers, which you know honestly you really shouldn't care about three pointers from your center anyway, but this is a new year, this is a new league, and centers do make threes. If you're punting threes and free throw percentage, he was the 37th ranked player per game last year so there are head-to-head builds and 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 i do see uh head-to-head uh standard drafts where willie collie actually should be picked up and owned if he's playing 28 minutes oh don't get me wrong don't you have to go under on that though i think he's ownable don't get me wrong like he has a good fantasy skill set and when you watch him play he's fun to watch sure but man just him, I don't even see him playing 28 minutes. Like he, they probably cut him back down to 26 or 25, which puts him kind of in that last round as far as fantasy. Like, you know what I mean? Like you're looking at him right near the end of your draft. And here's the other thing. Like there's going to be nights where they play him like 15 minutes and you're going to be like, why do I own this guy? Yeah. And he's going to look terrible. You know, I mean, like, I'm just really concerned that they don't know what they're doing. And so oh, you you don't you don't say so for me, like at 75, that's just tough and stay away. If I can get him outside the top 100, I, I might think about it. But I, I just feel like in my drafts, like he's around outside the top 100 in a lot of them. And I'm looking around going, I'd rather have you. I'd rather have you because I feel good that you're actually going to play and be good. Well, I'd rather have you, ooh, and you. And so then somebody else takes him, and I'm like, I feel good about that because I don't want that headache. Yeah, I, I don't want the the, the you kind of hit it like we just his his projection is less minutes, and that is not a good sign. Uh, and I I don't want to be involved with that kind of player. I do like I said I do like his fantasy stats. I do think he does have a place in certain punting strategies and I'm willing to take a last round flyer on him. If I'm in even a standard league and it just fits the, the punting strategy and the mold that I'm that I, and, and the player type that I need. But other and than here, that, man. here's so here's two other things that drove me crazy about the Kings. So the Kings could have had Luka Doncic. Well, yeah, who cares? The Kings should have had Luka Doncic, but that, and a body Divock said, well, we needed a big man more than a, a wing. No, one, which, no which, one thought that. Which, I, I mean, I don't know what world he lives in, but I just named off like 10 bigs. Name the wings that they have. Buddy Heald and Bogdan Bogdanovich. Name another wing on the Kings. Go. 
uh, Scalabasia is not a wing. He's a combo. Forward, I think you maybe. should be. Uh, I think you should. They should try him at wing. Just why not? What are we doing here? Um, they, it was a dumb move. It's a dumb organization. It's so, ran poorly. It's is, probably going to move to another city. But my point is, in saying that, is I don't think they trust Willie Colley Stein all that much. If they're saying we needed a big man, well, what got, I mean, like, you can't think Zach Randolph's going to be around forever. He's 36 years old. You can't think Costa Cufas is going to be a bigger part when he's played 15 minutes a game for the last how many seasons? They also got Harry Giles in there. Like, what's right? Do they think he's just never going to so, be healthy? And here, no, well, here's the thing I think. I think that they view their front court of their winning time. That that is that's probably how they refer to it as well. As Harry Giles and Marvin Bagley the third, they don't view it as Willie Colleystein, and that worries me. The <laughs> other thing I'll say about all the players on this team is no, no matter what they say or what happens during training camp and the preseason, I will never feel any better about any of these players because. They they well, they did this last year, and, and I wrote about it, and it, it drove me nuts. So they came out on a day right after a game and basically said, we're going to rest two veterans every game. So the veterans were guys like Garrett Temple, Zach Randolph, Costa Cooper. We're going to sit two out every game to play our young players more. You want to know how many games that lasted? Two. two. Yep. They set two the one night, they set two the second game, and then they all played for like the next three months. I, so, res- I respect I respect their choices of just playing veterans. Like, why not? Well, my point being is like, no matter what they say, like, don't believe it. Just don't believe it on this team. Just yeah. do not believe anything it's they a say. Complete crapshoot. But here's here's a, a player that I think, man, like. Why the hell would this player, and then we just get listed every single reason why this won't happen, but why in the hell would De'Aaron Fox not play 30-plus minutes next year? So I get why his numbers were down a little bit last year, right? They had George Hill to start the year. And I was fine with them playing George Hill over him in the sense that George Hill is deserving of those minutes. Like, if you're going to sign a player like George Hill... Don't draft De'Aaron Fox. Well, you got to play him, right? Like... So the stupid move by them was signing George Hill, not playing George Hill, in my opinion. right? They should have just played De'Aaron Fox. But sometimes I, I get the teams want a veteran to kind of help a, a younger player make that adjustment a little quicker because we talk about it. It's a big adjustment going from college to the NBA. Like, I think Fox may be the only player I'd project to play 30 minutes. I know just they got Yogi Ferrell on the team now. That's probably his only competition here. Yeah, because Frank Mason, say what you want about Frank Mason, but he has some bad feet, right? He's had like two or three foot surgeries since he became a pro. And not only that, but he's not a good. <laughs> so, well, yeah. Everybody so, knows De'Aaron, that. De'Aaron Fox should see all the minutes. Right? He should actually play 32 or 33 or 34 minutes a game. He should play that, but he's probably going to play close to 30. But De'Aaron Fox is not. Really is I mean this is a really hard thing to say about a starting point guard in the NBA. Not a great fancy player. Um, his percentages 
including well, that, his free throw as a guard, are trash. That entire draft class, none of those point guards. Talked about the five point guards in that draft class that were supposed to be studs. None of them can shoot free throws. Lots none of, of ball, can, none of them can really shoot. That's what I mean. So don't expect a, a good percentage from anywhere, right? He's not a good jump shooter. He's an attack-the-basket type player. He's uh, Russell Westbrook without the crazy without stat getting of, of Russell Westbrook, right? Like Without being good or well, being he, able to pass the ball or ever being able to rebound the ball. Like he's just – like he's not an elite rebounder at any by any means as a point guard. Uh, last year he averaged three. He could probably average a little bit more. He only averaged 4.4 assists, one steal, and, and, and 0.3 blocks. So here's the thing I'll say about the assist. And less than a three. Like, what are we doing here? Why are we? Why is anyone drafting De'Aaron Fox in the standard league? Here's the thing I'll say about the assist number and why I think it can be like five to five and a half is they played him off the ball a lot which is not a good look for him just because he can't really shoot. I I think they're going to put the ball in his hands a little bit more maybe. I mean, I don't know. Bogdan Bogdanovich is a decent ball handler. Buddy Heald's a decent ball handler. But to play De'Aaron Fox at his most effectiveness, I think he's got to kind of have the ball in his hands. So I could see the assist number going up a little bit to like five a game. The allure of him would be that he plays 30 minutes and he scores you like, 13 or 14 points and he gives you like four and a half five assists and like three rebounds and hopefully he gets the steal up to like 1.2 yeah i'm not alert like that's that's kind of my point is that even best case scenario 32 minutes they put the ball in his hands well and he's a four he's a 14.6 assists at best guy and that's like with with terrible percentages. Well, so unless you're in a head-to-head league. We talk about rookies getting it. their percentages up in their second year. Like he, It wouldn't surprise sure. me if he shot like 42 and a half, 43, which just still okay. isn't good. But it's yeah. it's getting closer to not killing you. Territory. It's not good. In a half a three a game. Half a three a game from your point guard. Yeah, but I mean, in Yahoo, you can have him in. That's negative in today's game. As a bench player, right? I mean, like, if I'm streaming this guy in the head-to-head league yeah like that's what he is he's an assist streamer and that's that's all i see him as uh, i guess if you want him on your bench because you suck at assists and you want or you just need that extra boost in assists and you want to keep him well, and holding he's up be... a bench spot like feel free i just just not my that wouldn't be my first choice as a bench player uh, Hell, i think i'd rather have george hill as a bench player i'm with you i, I guess People are seeing the fact that he could be better. I just don't know, sure. man. The guy, a guy who can't shoot nowadays as a point guard is very worrisome, and that was kind of why I was worried that they were all in on De'Aaron Fox last year. It's like having a point guard that can't really shoot is dangerous, in my opinion, in today's basketball, but maybe that's just me. Yes. It, uh, it's uh, Having anyone on your team who can't do multiple things, let alone shoot, uh, being one of them is is not a good sign. Let's talk about someone who actually can shoot on the Sacramento Kings, uh, Bogdan Bogdanovich. Uh, this is like one of your favorite uh, late late round, late sleeper type of guys. You talked him up last year. He was not terrible last year. He's currently being drafted at 122, which I think is more of uh, – in on Yahoo drafts, which is more of, a, I think, a say in where Yahoo has him ranked 
versus people going down and finding him in the list of names and drafting him at uh, 122. He is 25 years old. And um, there, towards the second half of the season, uh, uh, Bogdan was playing about 30 minutes a game. He was scoring uh, 12 and a half points, two three-pointers, and about four assists, more assists than uh, most of the rest of the team, and about a steal a game. He's fine, right? He shot 44% on the season. He's a perfectly fine, boring player who seems to be bound to the waiver wire. Yeah, and we can talk about Mark's ranking for a second. This is a player yeah. I think Mark Mark missed on just a hair. And the sense is he projected his minutes to go down like two minutes a game. And how? That was the thing I didn't understand. And, and maybe, you know, we'll get Mark on to talk about that. Like, it just didn't make any sense to me why he projected that in the sense that this team has no wings, man. They don't have anybody to take this guy's yeah. spot. Um, if anything, that's I think Jackson it, gonna Ben McLemore's back, you know, like maybe the return of Ben McLemore. Yeah, no, that's not happening. So, it you know, here's another guy who could potentially push up even a little bit in minutes. He wasn't playing a whole ton at the beginning of the season. They kind of found their faith in him. I won't even say I was halfway through the season. I was probably like a third to a quarter of the way through the season. I mean, if I could see this guy getting 30 minutes a game. One of the very few Kings I'll say that about. Like, I could see that actually happening just because they don't have a ton of wings. But even then, he's a streamer if you need a body to fill in a, a spot on your roster, right? Like, he doesn't do anything great. He's not going to give you uh, any, um, any anything to talk about in rebounds or uh, or blocks, which, you know, from his position, that's that makes some sense. And he's not – I mean, he's going to score like 12, 13 points. Like, this is just yeah. nothing to be excited well, about. The, 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 thing, the thing that gets you excited is, like, you got 3.3 assists a game. If you can get that up a little bit, like 3.5, 3.7. Like, okay, that starts to get interesting from a – I think you, in most sites you can play him at small forward. I think yeah. he's kind of got shooting guard small forward eligibility. because almost two three-pointers and almost a steal. Okay. And, de- and decent percentages, like – I'm I'm not saying that he's must own. Like I'm fine with him being in that streamers class. But if you did own him, I mean, there's worse guys to own. There's much worse guys to own. I'll say that. Like for me, he's in the streaming yes, category are. of like I'm putting him on my roster. I'm taking him off. I'm putting him on. I'm taking him off. But if you owned him the whole year, like that might not be the absolute worst thing. In the world. There are worse guys to own. I'm not going to own him the entire year. Let's talk about the rookie Marvin Bagley Junior. No, the third. Not even Junior. That's his dad. Probably the third. I got I got too excited about all the other juniors that are rookies. Um, this is another swing and a miss by ESPN. This is the highest ranked Sacramento King, ranked at sixty nine. The highest ranked rookie. He's ahead. Doncic is seventy two in their rankings, and Bagley sixty nine. What, what shit are they drinking over there at ESPN? They they do get quite a few things right, and when they're wrong, they're as wrong as possible. So uh, here's what I'll say about this. He is being drafted 131.7 in Yahoo leagues. Not bad. They can enjoy that because I don't even, I think that's too high. Really? Why do you think that's too high? Well, we mentioned there's 900 players to play in the front court. There's a, he scores, he gets rebounds. Okay. But shoots three. How, how did this, how does this guy score? How do you think this guy scores, Mike? I did not watch a lot of Duke basketball because I could care two shits about. Uh, college basketball, but 
I think he scores quite a bit of his stuff around the rim. He is a strictly left-handed driver. Oh, no. So that worked out all right for, like, Lamar Odom. Who was a freak. Right. But we've seen plenty of guys who, if they only can go one hand. It's over for them. That's not going to work out. So he's a decent jump shooter, right? Like he shot 39.7% on college three-pointers last year, but he took less than two a game. So to expect him to unfurl a bunch of three-pointers, like I don't see that. He'll shoot a little bit in the mid-range. So here's my worry on Marvin Bagley, and and maybe you don't share these worries. He's a two-stat producer, I think. Points and rebounds. The sexy stats. Okay. Which is maybe why ESPN has him ranked so high, right? Like 11.1 rebounds and 21 points last year for Duke. Okay, cool. Great. He played 34 minutes a game. He ain't playing 34 minutes a game for the Kings. Mark projected him for 27. If he plays that, that, that'll be a good season for him. I could see the field goal percentage not being that good. If people realize you can only go left. That ain't going to go well. Right. So now we're talking about a big man shooting 45%, 46%. He's also not going to give you assists. He's also going to not going to give you blocks from the center spot. Right. He's probably my fifth rookie that I would draft and I wouldn't draft him. I don't think he's ownable in a standard league. Especially at the beginning of the season. He might play a lot of minutes. So if he plays a lot of minutes, would you consider taking with your last? If I could guarantee you he's going to play 32 minutes a game, guaranteed, would you take him with the last pick in the draft? In certain punt builds, sure. If I needed rebounds and some some extra scoring. But like if I need defensive stats, like, no. You know what I mean? Like, if I'm like, ooh, man, I'm light on steals or light on blocks or light on both. Like, he's going to be half and a half, in my opinion. That's fair. Most of these guys on this team are pretty pretty undraftable. Uh, Zach Randolph, I feel like he's pretty so, undraftable. This is another ESPN rank that made me laugh. And I, maybe whoever ranks for ESPN is like a huge Kings fan. 111th ranked for Zach Randolph. Respect. I'm not sure what the hell happened there. But yeah. look at um, Like, what was he ranked last year? I mean, you'd have to look that up. He did lead the Kings in scoring with 14 and a half points a game. He certainly did. He uh, Per game, Zach Randolph was ranked 145. Yeah, so he's going to get better at 37 years old? Congratulations. Zach Randolph was like 111 like at the end of his prime. Yeah, so I don't know. Really? I don't know. And Yahoo EADP is even 137. Like, I'm not drafting this guy in a standard league. Don't know what I you're doing say- there. I will say this. In the games that he plays, he'll probably play like 25 minutes a game. Jaeger and this guy, man, yeah. they're tight. They are... So, basically, I think the rest of this team is is deeply um, interesting. Like, Zach Randolph playing 24 or 5 minutes a game? Cool. There's some good rebounds and points. Uh, Yogi Farrell playing, what, 22 minutes a game? All right. He was a decent fantasy player. Uh, in in Dallas every once in a while in, in 28 minutes a game. Scalabasine's well, got a lot of upside. Harry Giles has got even more upside. But none of these guys are standard league relevant. So here's the thing I'll say about Harry Giles. If you play in a deep league on either ESPN or Yahoo, they both have him ranked ridiculously low. 
on ESPN, he is 715th. It took me like five minutes just to find him. I didn't know there was 715 players. He's ranked below at least 20 players I saw that are retired. Kobe Bryant is ranked ahead of him. Kobe Bryant hasn't played how many years, Mike? You know what I mean? It's like they just leave all these retired guys in there. So he is literally 715th. Would that be the worst deep li- if you league drafts like 300 players? Would he be the worst last pick? No, not at all. Right? Like he's got some upside. We mentioned there's a ton of guys to play in the front court. I think they want to use this guy to build around. I think they're very scared of his injuries, right? So yeah, we but, haven't, uh, we haven't yeah. really seen this guy play competitive basketball since his junior year of high school. Right? But he he, played- he was one of the top prospects coming out of high school and on top of that a lot of the people who are in his class uh say he was the best basketball player that they played against so if the planets align harry giles is good and he starts playing more minutes and and he's he's a modern big man right yeah he's a modern big man he can pass he can do a lot of things that big men today do yeah I mean, I'm not saying pick him in any kind of standard league because he could no. get 12 minutes a game. But if he could play, they, he could play 12 games. Well, that too. If they seem committed, That's to a reality him in a deep league. I think there's worse flyers. All right, there you go. I think that is it for the Sacramento Kings. Um, I really don't want to talk about anyone else on this team. Uh, maybe they'll get uh, Isaiah Thomas back, and he could be the pizza man again. those are those are great go google those that is it for the kings Uh, we will continue our 30 teams in over 30 days segment uh soon but if you guys are enjoying what we're doing leave us feedback and uh give us a rating on whatever you're listening to this podcast on or if you want exclusive content or entry into the listener uh one of the listener leagues I, i think the dynasty one might be full there might be one more spot so uh get in there go to patreon.com slash watching the boxes you might get that last dynasty spot if not you have to be in the boring redraft league with me but if there's enough if if people want to be in a dynasty league we're going to get them into a dynasty league so uh we really appreciate all our patrons out there and also just all our listeners in general so if you guys got feedback stuff you want to hear on the show we've heard people who want some adp uh episodes uh we're we're gonna have those for you so if you got something you want to hear, send us a tweet. You can find Tyler at Tyler P. Watts, W-A-T-T-S. Or you can find me at Watch the Boxes. Um, send a, any message through. Well, not any message, right? Like, don't don't be a terrible person. You can send don't any Google, terrible. Don't Google Fournier and then send Mike a picture. No, everyone do that. That's no, don't yeah. do that. I will. You'll be blocked. You'll be banned. Uh, if you want to talk crap to Tyler, that's fine. It's none of my business. Do not at me. And um, yeah, I think that's it. We'll see you next time. Have a good one.